Hello, podcast enthusiasts. It's Jim Jaquetta, co-founder and CTO of Vitovation. Thanks for tuning in. I've got an exclusive treat for you, my wireless experts checklist. Please text the word podcast to 949-755-8881 to grab it and open the door to some engaging conversations. Again, text the word podcast to 949-755-8881. I look forward to chatting with you and sharing valuable production and broadcast insights. Don't forget to hit subscribe or follow to catch all future episodes. Your feedback is gold. Please leave a review and shape the future of this podcast. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Start our program, Jim Jaquetta from from Vitovation, and is going to talk to you about uh, remote production and utilization of 5G uh, for news gathering and production and everything. And he'll turn on his mic, and uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, turn it up here in just a second. Check, check. There we go. Hey, let's give another hand for Eric. Great guy. That, that was that was a cheap uh, thing for applause, but hey, it's Eric. So it's been a while. Um, I'll do a lot for a free drink and and food, but I. I I got a couple of free drinks. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the bottle was only had that much in it. They gave me the backwash, but it, the backwash was pretty special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's good. Uh, you know, my, my wife buys the, the you know the two buck chuck or the the eight dollar bottle of wine at Costco or uh, or or Trader Joe's, but uh, I can appreciate the good stuff. So, do you guys know who I am? Jim Jaquetta. It's been a while. We there was a few years where me and my colleagues came on a pretty regular basis. Glenn kind of insisted on it that I drive up from Orange County. Uh, really appreciate you guys. Uh, good food, good people, um, and uh, hopefully your brains won't hurt too bad after I get through this. I I kind of geek out on this stuff. So how many people in the room? do some sort of remote production, um, you know, bringing feeds from the field into the studio. Got a few hands. Um, um, thanks, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, do you use, uh, th there's numerous ways to do it. Like the, the, you know, the early days you'd use like a fiber or a satellite link to bring those feeds in. So we're, we're gonna talk about 5G tonight. We're going to talk about private 5G, public 5G. Uh, bonded cellular kind of though is the overarching theme uh, or streaming video through the public internet. Uh, so let's dive into it. So why do we want to do, well, we call it at-home production or Remy production. So Vitovation uh, has been doing at-home production or Remy production. REMI stands for remote integration. It's got the word remote in it, but 
integration. Uh, at home, I think, is a better, better term. And what do we mean by at home? The, the, the old school approach of uh, doing a show was having a truck in the field. So, uh, you know, they, they do Monday night football, they do the Super Bowl. Uh, there might be three trucks just devoted to graphics. Uh, one truck or several trucks devoted to replay. So there could be a dozen trucks for a major event. Now you got to fly all those people out to the event. You got to pay them per diem for, for food, for hotel. It's very expensive. And then these knowledge workers that know how to run an EVS or run a, a Ross Carbonite production switcher or whatever the task might be, they can do one game a week if they're lucky. You know, they got to fly out on a Wednesday for, for the, the Sunday game or fly out on a Friday for the Monday night game. Uh, maybe they can do two games games a week if they're lucky, squeeze in uh, a Thursday night football and a, and a Sunday game. So, so with at-home production, we're eliminating the truck or some of our customers are truck providers, so they hate that when I say it. They actually hate this slide. I had a... Uh, a vendor actually called me up and says, you can't use my truck on your website anymore. You're making my truck look bad. But it's just to make a point. It's, you know, putting the red circle through it is just to make a marketing or, or make, a, make a point. Um, the truck may just be moved to a different location or the truck is smaller. Um, some customers will do like a, a, like a hybrid. Maybe they shade the cameras locally and then home run them back to the master control. So at home, we bring it home to our master control uh, and produce the show uh, back home. Now, during COVID, home became home home. A lot of operators were actually doing it from their house. So the word home even came, became more, more uh, uh, relevant. So this slide is just showing that, you know, by using this at home technology or Remy technology, we can reduce the number of personnel we got to put in the field. We can deploy quicker. Uh, we can save a lot of money. And you now, the net result is now we see second tier, third tier, fourth tier sports or, or live events that you normally wouldn't see on TV. Now you can start seeing them on, you know, ESPN2 now is carrying uh, bass fishing tournaments, and, and we're involved in that. So, uh, the, you know, I don't think uh, anytime soon they're going to be doing Monday night football strictly on bonded cellular. That, that wouldn't be, be the play. Uh, so it's all a reduced footprint, reduce. Uh, 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 so I'm going to talk about some of the bigger projects we've done. So some of our current customers uh, is a PGA. So the top level masters tournaments are probably I know they're they're using a more traditional workflow. They're either they're, they're using a fiber connection. You know, Pebble Beach has a fiber connection uh, from there back to St. Augusta to do to do the, the Pebble Beach tournaments. But we do like the second and third tier PGA, like the minor leagues of golf. We do Corn Ferry. Uh, we're doing Q School in December. Uh, school, you know, it, it's a training. It's the training camp of golfers. So I don't know if you guys are, are, are big golfers, if you know all this, this stuff. So if you see a Corn Ferry tournament on the Golf Channel, that's being carried over a bonded cellular solution provided by Vitovation. And um, 
Are any of you guys like fishermen? Do you like to fish? I know, Glenn, you own a boat. Do you, do you, do you like bass fishing? You like tune, tune, good choice. There you go, there you go. I like your thinking, I like your thinking. So believe it or not, people like to watch other people fish on TV. It's a thing. So uh, we work with uh, Major League Fishing, we work with Bass Masters, and a couple of other, uh, just kind of got into this groove where we're doing a lot of fishing, bass fishing tournaments. And our competitors were, were struggling to, to, to have a, sh a good signal out on, out on the lake. Um, I, you know, a brand that begins with the letter L, I won't say their name. Uh, some of these tournaments were using uh, this other brand and the signals were choppy, they weren't getting a good signal. So a customer comes to us and says, hey, I, I hope your product works better because what I got ain't working. So uh, uh, the bonded cellular solution that we provide from High Vision fit that challenge. You know, the, 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 other, the competitor's product was going zero bits, one meg, zero bits, one meg, kind of struggling, and they put one of our units in a boat right next to it, and we were at five meg solid. And why is that? It's a lot of little things, you know, better antennas, better modems, better algorithms. Um, but we encourage you to try it. Try to break it. I, I, I love it when customers try to break our break our, our stuff. So Vidovation and our partner High Vision. Uh, we facilitated the first uh, live sporting event after the lockdown. So March of 2020, we all went into lockdown. Sports was stopped. All, all, all major sports were stopped. So we did a, a skins game uh, with the PGA. It was a charity tournament, so it wasn't... Um, there was a purse. No, I, actually, I take that back. The, 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 I think the players donated money, the, the, the PGA, the league donated money. So they were playing for charity. They weren't playing for their own purse. So uh, they picked three, three star play, uh, four star players, and we had um, a bunch of cameras out on the course live. And the local uh, 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 county um, health health uh, uh, department would not allow more than fifty people on the course. And they did it at the Seminole Golf Course. It's one of the players' uh, fathers, a member there. And it's not—it's not a, a PGA. It's not a ma you know PGA-approved course. It's a—it's a private club. So there's no fiber connection there. There's nowhere for the broadcaster to hook up. So they could have brought satellite trucks in, but that was too expensive. So the PGA was already using our tech for these uh, minor league golf tournaments. So, so this went on. This went out prime time. So oh, this was kind of a big deal. This was this was a prime event, and there were a lot of eyeballs because golf had stopped, all, all sports had stopped. So, so here's the, here's the challenges. So the, the PGA came to Vidovation and said, you know, we're using this other brand, the L word, um, and we have a lip sync problem and a and a genlock and and video synchronization problem. So you're doing a live show. Camera one arrives early, camera two arrives late, uh, the audio on one is late, the audio on two is early. You can imagine, y you have no post-production to fix this mess, and microphones are bleeding into each other because the cameras are in close proximity. 
So he's like, there's got to be something better. And they, they came to Vitovation, and at the time, um, uh, the bonded cellular from High Vision was originally Avi West. Uh, about 18 months ago, High Vision bought Avi West, so now it's part of the, the High, Vision, High Vision family. So they did some tests, and you can see here on this slide, uh, this was just, uh, actually the, 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 the tournaments we do now are much more complex. This had uh, six cameras, maybe 20, 25 microphones. So you got a, a, a parabolic microphone operator, you know, aiming at the tee box. Then you got a, a photog filming that. The mics are picking up, you know, whoosh, whoosh, four, four, you know, all the sounds of golf. If it was out of sync, it'd be like, whoosh, whoosh, four. There'd be echo, there would be beating. Um, it, it's unusable. So uh, it's patented technology. What, 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 what facilitates this is uh, Avi West, what they call SST, Safe Streams Transport. It's funny, I was joking with someone before that you, the high vision invented SRT, right? You guys know that. So they bought a company that their protocols, SST, kind of goes together, SRT, SST. So SST is used for the first mile, you know, get it over cellular. SRT is used for the long haul. So it kind of makes sense why a high vision bought Avi West. So it's this SST that makes this all possible. They're, they're doing, um, it's an unmanaged network, so it's not the same as precision timing uh, protocol, you know, what's used for synchronization in SMPTE 21, but it's a similar mechanism. You know, they're sending timing signals, timestamps to and from the unit in the field, synchronizing with the unit in, in the studio, and as long as you feed GenLock into the receiver, all the video and audio comes out of the box in perfect sync or near perfect sync. And that's what the PGA wanted, and, and we met that challenge. So this is the slide. This is the SST. So uh, the bigger units uh, are called PRO. That's their name, PRO, P-R-O. Smaller units are called AIR. So what's the difference? Essentially the same. Got a really high-quality HEVC codec. I've learned this from working with different vendors. Not all HEVC codecs are the same. Um, some are really good. Some are not so good. The High vision Avi West implementation is second to none. Uh, so the bigger unit has more modems. The smaller unit has two modems. The bigger unit has uh, the 4G LTE model has four. The 5G has six. Why six? The six, the 5G modems are a little bigger. Couldn't fit eight of them in the chassis, so we were limited to six. Uh, the little guy has two modems. So the the PGA initially used the Air for uh, audio only. So if a camera operator had a boom mic or had a parabolic mic, he had the little unit on his hip, just a microphone. He didn't need video. So, so the two modems worked fine. But for a workflow or having spares, PGA's like, you know what, I think it works better. We just have all the units the same. So they, they, they've kind of since then standardized on, on the pro. So here's a little slide. What, what's missing here is another graph showing uh, the pro uh, um, 360, which is the 5G model with six, uh, with six modems. And of course, the, the 5G model also supports 4G. It's not 5G only. So this is kind of a, a, a showing how we, we, we go through the cellular network. The cellular network dumps to the public internet. And then we hit 
the public IP of the receiver in St. Augusta at uh, PGA Master Control. Uh, depending upon the, the quality of the network, we can adjust the latency. Now, you obviously have to have the latency set on all your encoders the same to maintain that gen lock and lip sync. So the connection wasn't, it was okay. It was, it was good, to, good to average. So we ran at this event at uh, 1.4 seconds. So it worked fine because they had no commentators on site. Sometimes there can be a challenge where there's talent in the studio and then there's talent on stage or in a tent on the venue. It's like, okay, we throw it back to the field or we throw it back to the, the booth. Talent that, that is familiar with working on satellite, they, they you know, one 1,000. Hey, Eric, how's it going today? One 1,000 to it. Great, I'm doing fine, Jim. How are you? One 1,000. You know, you, 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 so you don't step on each other. You, 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 figure, you figure those things out. Um, another big differentiator, what the, the PGA didn't like, the idea that most bonded cellular rigs you got to wear as a backpack. Um, some operators don't like that um, for safety reasons too. There, there could be safety concerns having cellular, you, you know, you're really not supposed to be on your iPhone all day like this, you know, like near your brain, you know. I try to use Bluetooth or, or speaker. Kind of same thing applies. And, and think about it too. If the unit is on, so the, prefer, the preference is to mount it on the camera. So uh, Avi West, now High Vision, took the the approach, they kind of took a page from the microwave links that mount on cameras where you, uh, you can see in the top left here, they put the, the, the camera, they put the mobile encoder between the battery and the camera. PGA really liked that. Um, operators will put the camera, the unit and the battery in a port brace bag. The comms are wired up, the intercom, the wireless mic for the talent, all, everything's all pre-wired and tested put it in a port brace bag, ship it out to the field, take it out of the bag, turn it on, you're ready to go. Uh, you got a backpack, oh, well, I need to hook the intercom wire, and oh, I put it in backwards, or I put it in the wrong port. It's just less moving parts, and it's just easier to have. And then you also get a better signal. The unit is up here on the operator's shoulder, uh, away from their body, as opposed to you know, if it's on my back and the tower is that way, now I'm between the signal and, and where the between the tower and where the uh, the transmitter is trying to transmit. So it makes a lot of sense. But then lower left corner, you know, there are those cases where they're using a smaller camera. We we've done uh, live. Um, we didn't invent the category, but we helped facilitate it. I, I like to say we helped facilitate the category of live reality TV. We did the first generation of the. Uh, uh, live PD, and an ENG camera was too big, so so photogs are in the back seat of a cam uh, of a cop car. So you imagine that this big ENG camera with a long lens, they would get in and out of the car once. They come out, oh, the left left the lens in in the car or getting in the car. Camera's just too big. So some shows uh, lower left. I believe that's the camera they use in in live PD. It's it's a a lower end pro camera, smaller camera, so they can kind of you know, have it in their belly and they can kind of get in and out of the car. Then another reason not to have a backpack. You ever try to get into a vehicle with wearing something on your back? You got to take it off. So, so having, um, for the live PD show, I, I have the bad habit of getting ahead of myself. I have a slide for this. I'll, I'll circle back to live PD. Uh, 
Then on the, on the right, we have the air. So the air kind of goes in a little sling that you can wear over your shoulder, or there's a little belt clip where you can, you can hang it on, on, on your belt. Uh, lower right, you can see there's a quarter 20. You can even put it on an accessory uh, mount on the top of the camera if you're using a smaller camera. Um, so I, I kind of covered all this, you know, uh, you know, mounts on the camera. You can see a film crew there, bottom right. This was like uh, uh, election night 2020. Um, a film crew was from uh, Europe, TV2, uh, Sweden, I believe they were. And you can see there, you see the unit, it's in a port brace bag. Um, he's got headphones on. Uh, he's got a, a uh, the mic is wireless and she's got a, a, a wireless IFB in her ear. So she's untethered, camera operator, they're both hearing comms, so they're, they're listening to direction from master control 8,000 miles away uh, and transmitting live. Uh, this was in Times Square on election night. So they're interviewing Americans, hey, what do you think about the election, what's happening? Uh, so here's the thing, y you know, I, I you know, we we all learn learn something. I, I love learning something from my customers. So you ever see in golf that red line that follows the ball? You know, there's like a red streak. There was a red streak for a while in hockey that followed the hockey puck. Uh, it was when things were standard deaf where you couldn't see the puck, so they made the red line so you knew where the puck was. This is kind of similar. So I had no idea how the technology works. It's called Top Trace. And it actually, the telemetry for that, it, it, it tracks the coordinates of where the ball is uh, in the picture frame, and it sends that telemetry through an audio channel. So the high vision product happened to have analog audio inputs to the PGA surprise. Like, oh, you got analog inputs. Oh, we could put that to use. Well, we, we would have to use an audio embedder and add a secondary uh, you know, a third audio channel, but you know, they needed another box. And mounted on the camera, that's not convenient. So they were able to pipe the top trace right into the analog audio inputs uh, to get that red, that red arc uh, uh, that you see when, when, when they're um, uh, shooting the, sh teeing off the golf ball. This is some of the stats of, of the job. I won't read this to you. It's a little bit of an eye chart. Um, another big event, Golf-related again, we did the Ryder Cup, and um, the the scope of work. So our our Abbey West is based in France, so um, the the team is still in France. You know the the mobile bonded cellular team of High Vision now still operating in France. The the French make fun of the Canadians that yeah you sort of speak French but it's a different accent. But they're 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 sorting that all out. So so. The French were a little surprised. There's a major American golfing tournament in Paris, the Ryder Cup. So the Ryder Cup that year was in Paris, and the, the scope of work was uh, 20 channels of ISO video from Paris back. Uh, th this was with Turner Sports, back to Atlanta, and then 10 channels of return because the commentators were on site. So commentators needed to see, to see the program or multiple program feeds on the return path. And this all went through the public internet. So here's a testament to the agility of the high vision solution. Um, do any of you guys know Tom Sahara? He was the president of SVG, Sports Video Group, for a while. 
he was like VP of engineering at Turner for, I don't know, 30, 40 years, something like that. He's retired now. So, so it, was, it wasn't the night before the game. It was the night before the dress rehearsal. So it was like a day or two before the game. I, I see on my caller ID, 11 o'clock at night, Tom Sahara is calling me. 11 o'clock California time. So it's 2 a.m. Oh, shit, this can't be good. Um, so Tom calls me up. Jim, 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 I, I think we screwed something up. We got a big, big freaking problem. Tom, 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 take a breath. You know, and Tom's not an excitable guy. He's a very soft-spoken guy. So he was a little agitated. And I go, what's up, Tom? What's, what's the problem? He goes, the, produc the production trucks in Europe all run on 50 hertz frame rate. We are, as you know, Turner in the U.S., we're 59.94. I don't have 20 frame shakers to convert from 50 hertz to 59.94. Oh, no worry, Tom. Hold on a second. I went downstairs to my office, logged in remotely to the unit. I fixed the problem. What do you mean you fixed the problem? What would you do? Oh, I went in and changed the, the output. So normally we make the, the output frame rate match the frame rate of what's coming into the camera or coming in from the camera. You know, camera's 59.94, the output. Because, you know, customer might be streaming to the web and want 60. So they set their cameras for 60. So the workflow might change. So we usually leave it on auto. All I had to do was go in and change the output to 59.94. The frame sync conversion is built in. So the, this, this, th these high vision engineers, these, these French engineers, it's like, well, of course we have that feature built in. I'm like, you guys are too modest. You need to brag about this stuff. Uh, so, so Tom's like, okay, I can go back to bed. I say, problem's already fixed. Uh, and then the, the subject of like, well, not all frame converters are equal, and particularly with sports, when you convert from 50 to 59.94, golf ball moving through the air, basketball movement, there can be temporal distortions. I, I said, I, we, nobody noticed anything. Just the picture looked beautiful. So that, you know, Tom was like, okay, we solved the problem, but is the picture going to look lousy? So it's those little things that, that differentiate it. So here's the workflow. So you see a, a bunch of videos coming from the venue back. Um, this workflow, they had, a, they had a smaller vehicle. You can see the, the pictures here. So they they wanted to shade the cameras on site. Now there's a benefit to that. You, you know, you shade on site, you can shade in real time, low latency. Um, I'll show you on some some slides coming up. We're able to shade through the cellular network, but um, it's a one. It's it's typically a one second latency. So you want to make subtle adjustments. You know, morning to afternoon changes in 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 light. So for this event, they, they wanted some presence. They had a smaller footprint than normal. They shaded the, the, the feeds and then ISOed them back to Atlanta. And then they switched the show uh, in Atlanta, you know, doing a, a, so it's kind of a hybrid at home, you know. We're going to do a little shading on site, but then we're going to bring it all home. So then this is the, the live PD show. Um, I was telling someone before, during the cocktail hour, I, I, I don't know. I'm just a fiend for solving crazy problems. You know, customers have, you know, you call at 11 o'clock at night on, on a Friday. Oh, my, you know, the sky is falling. So this, the live PD show was a similar, similar scenario. Um, the a technical consultant was fired a month before the premiere. A&E was already running premieres, you know, advertising for the premiere of the show. 
you know, nine o'clock on, on, on Saturday, blah, 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 tune in for live PD. I mean, you know, that would be embarrassing if you can't do the show, right? So uh, new engineer, new tech consultants hired, um, someone in their infinite wisdom uh, from the production company side, what is a live reality TV show a lot like? It's a lot like a live sporting event. So they brought in a director from NBC Sports, Johnny Gonzalez. They brought in Larry Barbatsoulis. He was an engineer from CBS Sports. So Larry was the one who called us up like in a frantic, uh, I took over this guy's job. Everything is, I think they, they conned me. They said it, everything was working and nothing's working. I'm going to be fired. you got to help me. I'm at wit's end. I've tried everything. So uh, uh, I go to Larry. I go, well, we have this Genlock thing and lip sync thing. And he goes, look, I've heard of you. you have, I, I've heard your name. We've never worked together. Uh, I want to trust you, but I'll believe you when I see it. So I talk to the vendor, and they're like, you know, we did a similar TV show where we were able to keep things in Genlock lip sync. So Larry was very clever. So I, I said, I, I, he goes, let's try this out remotely. Do you have four cameras? I'm like, no, I only have one camera. All right, take the one camera, feed it into a DA, and feed the output into four of your links. Then blast music uh, and let the microphone, you know, let the, let the, the camera pick up the, the, the music. Then I said, well, how do we measure the, the audio, the video synchronization? Go, go, go buy an analog clock. I went to Target and got a clock that had a, a sweeping hand, you know, $8 little clock. Put the camera on that. Uh, I had already sent the receiver to Larry. So Larry put all four copies of the audio. So it's actually eight audio feeds because it's stereo. I had a stereo mics on the camera open. So there's eight speakers. Now, if that audio was out of phase or out of lip sync, you would have roo, 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 beating, uh, you know, canceling, non-canceling. You know, it, it, it would be, it's, the music was perfect coming over those eight circuits. So he's like, and he's like, unless you're doing some kind of voodoo that I'm not aware of, I think we got something here. And then, you know, just from the human eye, he could see the second hand on all the clocks, on all four feeds was roughly the same. So he says, okay, overnight me the four units. I'm going to get four cameras and drive up and down the West Side Highway to simulate this cop show and see if the cameras stay in sync. He calls me the, the, like two days later. We got a show. It's great. great. Okay, um, I gave you the air date of the show. No, I don't remember. The good news is you got the contract. Bad news is we need, all, we need 40 units within less than two weeks. And Avi West High Vision, they delivered, man. They 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 got they got the units delivered. So so the, these photogs, I they 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 made um, Larry made them a special bulletproof vest that had a pouch on the front, and uh, so the unit would sit on their belly, the battery would be on the outside, so they could get to the battery and change it again, so they can get in and out of the vehicle. So they got the camera in their in their lap. The unit's on their bellies so they can get in and out of the cop car. Um, funny things in the show, too, like camera one somehow gets ahead of the perp. Like the camera operator is in better shape than perp. The cop is like 50 yards behind. And I'm like, well, why doesn't the camera operator trip the perp to slow him down? 
No, no, they're not allowed to interfere. You know, so it's like funny things like that. A cop uh, huffing. And Are any of you guys police officers? I'm, yeah, but I'm out of shape. I, uh, I'll use me as an example. I, you know, I run like, if somebody came after me with a gun, I, 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 I would just give up. You know, I, I couldn't run. So, so uh, these guys, they got bulletproof vests on. Um, um, it, it's, it, was, it was a lot of fun. A crazy, crazy show. And then, so all these feeds come in, and how do you treat a live show? Now, there were, there were some legal uh, uh, stipulations of the show. The, the law, the, the police agencies would only agree to be on the show if they have uh, final cut approval. So uh, what I learned through doing this show, the FCC allows you to call a show live with up to a 29-minute delay. So um, I also learned another term. There's live, and then there's live live. I'll explain. So uh, these guys, Larry and his colleagues, came from sports. So in sports, for replay, the go-to is usually an EVS system. So they dumped these 40 camera feeds into an EVS. And then you see top, top left, the, these uh, interns, these, these uh, young people, they're, they're, they do it in, in basketball, too. When a basketball game is live, you know, somebody's punching in metadata when Shaq scores or Shaq uh, smashes a back, or when, when, when he Shaq or LeBron is doing. So, so there's metadata uh, keyed into the video live. Then, then another level of technicians or, or analysts will go back and add more metadata after the game is over. So all the stats of the game are baked into the video when it goes into archive or when it's reused. So it's the same approach. You know, G, that means there's a gun present. You know, D, drugs. You know, so there were certain codes on the keyboard. Uh, and then a, a, a line producer would be watching this. Like, whoa, whoa, I, I see out of Tulsa there's a gun and drugs and, and, and blood, you know. Oh, you know, you know what, what's the story, what's the, the, the line in news, if it bleeds, it leads, you know. It's, kind of, it's a little ghoulish, but, you know, this is a cop show. So a line producer would decide, hey, this clip that happened a few minutes ago out of Tulsa is great. So then they would take that, they, they, they'd package it. They'd say from time mark 10 p.m., 01, blah, 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 to whatever, uh, put that into a package, and they play it back to the multi-viewer in front of the director, and they go, hey, Johnny, be ready. Three, two, one, we got a clip out of Tulsa. Okay, so he goes, take camera one, take camera two. It's being played back, but Johnny, the director, and the TD cut it like it's live. And as long as it's within that 29-minute window, you treat it like it's a, whole, a live show. So I'm on set a couple of times, and, and Dan Abrams is the anchor. He goes, hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to live. Ah, shit, F-bomb. Ah, Let's do it again, do it again. What's he doing? It's a live show. No, it's being recorded into the 29-minute the buffer. So stuff like that. Or there'll be a 20-minute bust. They arrest the guy. They put him in cuffs. They pull him over. There's a scuffle. And then that PD says his Miranda rights were not read right. you got to cut the whole thing. So the 29-minute buffer now is, nine, you know, they, got, they cut a big chunk of the show out. So what would happen is they would run out of content. Too much would be cut. Uh, too many F-bombs they'd have to cut. So, so, uh, so la you'd hear in the studio, guys, no screw-ups, we're live, live. 
There's no safety net. We're at zero. Uh, when we break for commercial, we'll gain two minutes back. So every time there's a commercial, we get two minutes back or three minutes back. So you say, okay, we'll get some time back. So there's live and there's live, live. So you can see my enthusiasm. You know, this live reality show was invented around our technology. Basically, Live PD took the show Cops and made it live. I mean, they pretended like they invented the idea of following cops around with cameras. They just, they just put the live angle to it, but uh, to give the cops show its, its due. Um, these are some of the intricate features of the product. I, I won't go into this. I want to I stay with the, the, the good stuff. So at-home production or Remy, this was kind of like I mentioned earlier. On the left is more of the traditional at-home. We're pushing the whole show through. Uh, some shows, they, they might switch the show, or in the case of the Ryder Cup, where they did some camera shading uh, locally. So you can see there, there's, a, there's a switcher or, or some workflow happening on site. Um, so there's, there's, there's different ways. Of, it's very common now to, to produce the whole show in the cloud uh, using uh, Grass Valley Amp or you use vMix or Paul's using OBS here today. Um, there, there's a myriad of, of, of uh, inexpensive, uh, Simply Live is another one, uh, inexpensive or even free uh, production tools that, that could be implemented. Uh, here's, a, here's an interesting use case. So I mentioned, I kind of touched on this a little bit before, shading cameras. So the bonded cellular has signals going in the other direction. So we have what we call a data bridge. So basi basically it's like a VPN from the studio to the camera. So what can we use that for? We can shade cameras, we can control PTZ cameras, uh, we can do a lots of cool stuff. You can see here, one of the Ethernet ports uh, is used to bring that, that signal back to master control. Uh, the other Ethernet port could be used if you have a, a wired internet connection. Because cellular has a cost, cellular is not free. Now if somebody gives you an internet connection that's uh, you know, relatively free or lower cost, you want to plug that into the unit. Um, but one of the problems with um, with uh, controlling cameras over an unmanaged network is latency. Now, typically, the data bridge has 100 to 150 milliseconds latency. Camera control units, well, Glenn just stepped out. I want to ask if Marshall has this problem. They don't like latency. Camera control units are meant to be used in the studio. So uh, Paul is controlling this PTZ over here. He's got an Ethernet connection. We're talking, what, two milliseconds, if that, you know, uh, 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 microseconds even. Um, so typical camera control systems can handle 10, 15 milliseconds. They're meant to be in the studio. Now we're extending that over the cellular network to about 150 milliseconds, and um, some cameras don't like it. The, sometimes the, the CCU, the, the RCP or camera control unit, thinks it's lost connection with the camera. Camera will do unpredictable things. If it loses connection, it closes the shutter. It opens the shutter. So we partnered, uh, another Vitovation partner, it's called CyanView. And um, I like to call them, they're like the Swiss Army knife of camera control. Uh, literally, we haven't found a camera system that is capable of control that they can't control. I mean, from Sony, Panasonic, JVC, Ikigami, Bird Dog, you name it, 
And what it does is the little Rio here, see the R is like for remote, remote I.O. The Rio mimics uh, the RCP. It spoofs the camera to say, hey, I'm your RP RPC, I'm, I'm your RCP right here, I'm your CCU. No, no changes to the iris. It's still, you know, leave it at 34 or leave, leave, it, at, leave it where it is. Uh, the black pad, no, nope, it's the same. So the Rio and the CyanView, um, uh, that's a typo, the CyanView RCP, it says Rio there. This should say RCP right here. Um, they work together. So, so the Rio talks to the RCP. Has there been any, has the red changed, the green, any changes in, in iris, any changes in black pad? Nope, it's all the same. If a change is made, so it smooths those bumps out and it works really, really well. And uh, they're a Belgium company. Um, they have great tech support. Um, you know, it's a very IT intensive product, so we got to route the signals through the stream hub. Uh, CyanView is very familiar with the Avi West high vision product, so they know how to do it. So you can see here, the same RCP can control two different types of cameras. The, the, the CyanView RCP, uh, one RCP can control uh, up to 50 cameras. Now, if you're actively shading 50 cameras, that's going to be challenging. You know, you probably want an RCP for each camera that you're actively shading. But if you're just shading them once for the event, uh, you know, doing a little touch-up as the sun changes, if it's a if it's a long day event, so customers love this. We 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 sell a ton of these, and it it really it really is cool. And then they make the interface cable for all of these cameras. It, it's it's the cable that always gets you. You know, the cable between the little Rio box and the camera. So they make the legacy uh, eight-pin little Sony Rojas connector for legacy Sony. Um, uh, if it's an IP camera, they make a, a cable for that. So, so it's, all, it's all in the details. It's the cables. So the cellular, you know, I'm emphasizing cellular. I, I have some slides. Um, you know, I've been accused of doing uh, webinars that were supposed to be 60 minutes for two hours. Um, you know, do you guys have like, uh, you come out with a hook or is there a timer? Um, okay. Uh, well, there's, there's more wine coming out. Glenn went out to get some more wine out of the trunk of his car. So, so we all say bonded cellular. Now, now we can use satellite. Uh, some of our customers will use a Starlink. Starlink's pretty good. Now, Starlink, uh, you know, you know, now at prime time when everybody's streaming video, but during the day, you know, golfing event, you'll get a pretty good connection on Starlink. Or we bond all these different types of connections together, and they all have different cost bases. And we can prioritize that. We can give a higher priority to, to the less expensive connection to save you money. Uh, and this is the setting. So you can kind of like, so the cellular you got to pay more for. Um, uh, this is probably backwards. Satellite probably costs more than cellular, so that should be flipped. But you get the idea. If somebody hands you a free internet connection to hook to your bonded cellular unit, you'd be a fool not to try to use it. Uh, and the unit's intelligent enough. If, if the connection's garbage, it'll ignore it. It just won't use it. Uh, this is another cool feature. So not all, most bonded cellular uh, does not have a full frame rate, full resolution return video. They do have some sort of return. The high vision solution is full frame rate. So if 
you pick it. You know, you want to send 1080p as return. And you see there's a green, green path and a blue path. You can have multiples. So one could be program video I'm sending to the video village at my remote location. Another could be prompter, teleprompter. So a lot of our customers will do that. Um, one unit can only do one return. So if you want to do program and prompter, you'd have to have two field bonded cellular encoders. Uh, but uh, um, the um, again, you got to be account for the latency. The typically, on average, the inbound feed is about a second or eight tenths of a second. Uh, the newer the newer high vision units go down to a half a second. The the cellular networks are not quite good enough to handle half a second yet. They're getting there. Uh, I have some slides on private 5G. We're able to get down to 80 milliseconds. So that's, we're getting there. But again, if the video's coming into the facility and it's about a second, the return is 700 milliseconds. So if I'm looking at program or a teleprompter or the teleprompter operator back in master control, better be a little early with it to compensate for, for uh, uh, or you give the, the talent or someone locally the control through the data pipe to advance it a little faster because of the round trip latency. So clever people, I mean, everyone in broadcast, on-air talent, production people, they're used to a few second delay working with satellite. So it's that whole like what I did with Eric, you know, hey Eric, how you doing? One, one thousand, two, you know, you, you, you get used to it. It, it. Sometimes it takes a little training little bit of training. Um, we can bring, you know, I mentioned bringing this VPN connection out into the field. Yeah, that can be used as a hotspot or for internet for other, other purposes. Uh, Vidovation, we're also, I was talking with uh, uh, Carlos before, there he, there he is. We were talking about, uh, you know, maybe I don't, I don't need a bonded cellular video encoder. You know, you're paying for the HEVC codec. Uh, I just need something like a PEP link. So we do bonded cellular internet connections. So some customers' workflow uh, dictates that. We're, we're working with a broadcaster right now. They own a half a million dollars worth of Makitos streaming SRT. You know, we say, well, it would be better if you replace those with a bonded cellular high vision unit. Well, no, I, don't, I, don't, I want to use my Makitos. I just need internet. So we sold him a, a ginormous pep link. You'd love this box. Uh, it's got 24 modems in it. It's a 2RU box. The thing's a beast, and we can bond that all together. So there, there is a way to make it work, and I love a challenge, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, this slide kind of shows some of the ins and outs. Uh, a big differentiator is IP in and out. So the the uh, stream hub or the receiver is uh, IP agnostic or, or vendor agnostic. So what does that mean? Most bonded cellular receivers only receive their brand of input. Uh, high vision does it differently. They, they will, t well, because they invented SRT, they take an SRT in, they'll take HLS in. So what's interesting is High Vision, when you buy a bunch of Makitos now, they actually recommend a bonded cellular receiver as the receiver of choice, just due to its agility. Uh, a, a, another workflow I was talking with Carlos about is if you're streaming to social media or a CDN, whether that's you, a free CDN like YouTube, Facebook, 
or a paid CDN. Most of them do not support HEVC. They, they're afraid of uh, licensing litigation from MPEG-4 consortium. So they, they still use H.264. So our competitors will say, well, the solution for that is at the camera, you'll have to drop from HEVC to 264, send that through since the final destination can't handle HEVC. High vision don't do that. More sophisticated. We do HEVC to the unit. So then if you have SDI outputs, we're not sacrificing quality on your primary SDI outputs. Your secondary outputs go into the CDN. Maybe it's for monitoring even, going out IP. We transcode in the unit from HEVC to 264 for just this purpose. And I don't know if any of you guys tried the stream stuff, like Facebook, you know, it's got to be constant bit rate, five megabits, you know, main profile, and then, and then YouTube wants something slightly different than um, Uyala, your CDN wants, again, something slightly different. So you'll have three transcoder engines transcoding to the exact profile these different uh, uh, cloud destinations want, and no one else can touch that. No one else can do that. So it's, it's these, uh, the, these French guys are really humble. This, this box is just a Swiss army knife of video and, and IP. Um, again, most of our customers use a physical receiver, even though the cloud now is all the rage. Uh, people uh, will want to bring it into a master control, uh, but we do have some customers where it's exclusive to the cloud, or they'll bring it into their master control and then use the IP outs to bring it to the cloud, kind of do a, a parallel workflow. Uh, but you can buy the Linux software and spin it up in, uh, AWS is usually our, our vendor of choice, but you just need to have a Linux instance in Azure, Google, or AWS, or whatever cloud provider. Sometimes customers build their own private cloud. You know, we'll, we'll sell them the software and they put it on their own VM, VMware or VM machines. Then these are all the protocols we take in and take out. Um, what's missing here is the bonded cellular protocol. I, I see a typo right now. SST, the Safe Streams Transport. But these are all the third party. This slide is probably supposed to emphasize all the other protocols. But you know, SRT and being a high vision uh, fan, part of the high vision fan, SRT has got to be in there. Um, but our, you know, um, RST tr uh, uh, transport uh, over IP, RTMP, HLS, uh, NDI. Um, a, a lot of our customers. Uh, We'll use like a TriCaster. I mentioned production switches earlier. I forgot TriCasters. Uh, you know, NDI. Like if you buy a TriCaster, a lot of your scalability limitation is the number of SDI inputs. But you can buy many more licenses to bring, you know, virtually an unlimited number of NDIs in. So uh, uh, High Vision Avi West did a great uh, NDI integration. And then Web, Web RTC, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. That's used a lot in gaming. It's a very extremely low latency, uh, uh, high video quality. Because you know, you know, when you're shooting the bad guy in your video game, if there's lag from when you pull the trigger and the dude dies, that's bad, right? Um, so High Vision uses the Web RTC for a feature they call Live Guest. So uh, I could send one of you guys an invitation to your email because you're going to be on-air talent tonight for the basketball game. 
send you an email. You open up the email. Your browser launches and you're in standby mode. You'll have a timer like when you're going to go live. You can see the program feed. It'll use whatever virtual camera you have loaded. That could be your webcam. Or you could have a higher-end broadcast camera virtualized into your PC or Mac. Uh, same thing with audio. You could have a higher-end audio setup or your generic webcasting setup. Um, and when it's your time to talk, you get a countdown. You're, hey, we're coming to you, Bob. Tell us, give us your thoughts on the game tonight. And from your man cave, you're now on ESPN. Um, and it works great. It, you know, so it's an alternative. You know, it's popular to use Skype to integrate feeds from, from, from talent working remotely. So it's like a higher version of that. And WebRTC protocol is used for that. Um, kind of mentioned that. This is a little redundant. So uh, Bill had asked, like, hey, you, you, you're going to you, – he kept forwarding me uh, links to um, stuff on Sports Video Group about private 5G. Fi private 5G is all the buzz. So what is private 5G? Uh, another name for private 5G is CBRS. It's the Citizens Band Radio Service. And you can see, hopefully you can see that. So it's a band that's typically used by the Navy. And unless you're doing the, the Formula One right near a Navy base, you should be able to use the private 5G or CBRS band. Um, the Navy doesn't use the band that often, but if the Navy suddenly needed it, they're going to get it. Um, the beauty of this is the use and deployment of private 5G is all managed by the FCC automatically or semi-automatically. You go into a database, you, so you, you set up your, your, your private 5G gear, and you, the system will go out to the FCC website and ask, hey, can, uh, can this customer XYZ Corp or ABC Corp light up a 5G at uh, Honda Stadium in, in Anaheim? Um, and it looks in the database, it knows who's already there, who's using it, or ahead of time, you can go into the database and see. Now, if a venue has 90 or 95% utilization, you might have a trouble getting in there. So you can kind of uh, uh, plan if you're going to be able to use private 5G. And then once you're given a channel in the private 5G spectrum, if you leave your radios on, it's yours indefinitely. Well, until the FCC changes their laws. And they've never moved spectrum around before. I'm being being rhetorical. So that's a fear. Like, oh, you know, I buy all this private 5G hardware. Uh, what if the FCC decides they want that spectrum back? Um, the fact that the Navy is, is partially using it, maybe that, that helps it. Um, um, but it's, it's, uh, it, it, it uses what we call, in the cellular spectrum, it's band 48. That's, that's the spectrum. And it's uh, 150 megahertz of spectrum but with complex modulation, we can get much more throughput. You're given a small slice of that, and with the uh, bonded, uh, with the 5G um, technology, you're able to get a slice of that, and you can push as much as 250 megabits per second, two or 300 megabits up and down. And you're on spectrum you own. So there's no interference like from Wi-Fi or um, a lot of video gear works on the 5 gigahertz 
Wi-Fi band, so you're, you're coexisting with Wi-Fi access points. Um, it, it, it really makes sense uh, for, uh, as an old, it, it, it's much lower latency than Wi-Fi. Uh, private 5G, um, you get like four times the speed of 4G, uh, much more capacity. Uh, what do we mean by capacity? That's that's user devices. Now, some 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 venues or some people will use the private 5G for fans in a in a stadium. And believe it or not, uh, most of our devices, our our phones, our Android, our cell phones, Apple support the band. And uh, you could keep your primary uh, Verizon phone. I could buy an eSIM or activate an eSIM in here and jump on. Instead of jumping on, on Verizon, I could jump onto private, private 5G. So it gives you a slice. It, it, it's literally like running a wireless Ethernet connection through the air. You own that slice. The FCC orchestrates it. And the, the vendor, one of the vendors we work with is called Salona. And coincidentally enough, their, their product's called the Orchestrator. So the Orchestrator works with the FCC database and... and to, to, to assign you a channel. So what's cool about it is IT departments don't like anything new, right? Got IT guys here. Do, do, you, do you want, are you okay if we put private 5G in, in your facility? Are you okay with that? No, you shake it and said no, it doesn't like it. Well, here's the cool part. It works just like a, a Wi-Fi access point. So you see the smaller device here. This is the indoor version. Um, you hook it to your network. You could you could set up a VLAN. It's actually it's, it is a good idea to, set, to provision a VLAN just for the private 5G. But you could be on the same network. You provision a VLAN. The access points powered off of PoE. So if you, you hook them to a, you hook them to your your existing infrastructure. In the middle, this switch needs to this server slash switch needs to reside on that VLAN. So some IDF closet in your data center, you need to have this, this uh, switch server that is the physical connection of all the private 5G connections. Then that's, that server hands off to the public internet. Now, you could keep the private 5G network as a closed network. In our world, you know, because we're streaming video, we're transporting video, we want to hit the public internet. But there could be a use case where if you want to keep it private, uh, customers will use this at a ballpark for point of sale. Have you ever been at a ball game and the credit card machine stops working and it holds up the beer line? Pretty frustrating. Um, a lot of those uh, credit card terminals are working off of cellular. The smart venues, because the beer line is revenue, you want to keep that moving, man. Uh, they'll put private 5G in and have a private slice and if, if a terminal is not 5G or CBRS compatible, we have a little PEP link, little adapter to convert it to, to private. So then the orchestrator is uh, what goes out to the FCC and, and tells it, hey, uh, ABC Corp wants to use a slice. Okay, we'll reserve it for them. How long they want to use it? Well, semi-indefinitely or just for a couple of days. Uh, so you buy how wide an area you want to cover, like how much power you're going to use, and for how long. Uh, and, and then there's outdoor versions of the antennas. 
So you can see the benefit. Now, now in the bonded cellular play, we, all we need is we, we, we provision special SIMs to look for the right private 5G channel. The modems in our device, now granted, it's our 5G versions of the device. The 4G versions don't have band 48. The 5G models all support band 48. So we put a SIM in, it tells the modem what, what slice of the band to look for. It also authenticates itself. So the SIM talks to the, the access point, the access point talks to the edge, talks to the cloud orchestrator and says, yes, this is a valid SIM. It's not somebody trying to steal bandwidth from our network. So it's all orchestrated together. Um, so you can see here, you got the devices on the left. So, so people are like, well, I never, who's actually using this private 5G? Every NFL venue has private 5G. Um, have you noticed the, the coaches all have Microsoft Surface devices with the pen? They're getting instant replay on there. They're sketching out plays. All of their comms are going through private 5G because Wi-Fi didn't cut it. Microwave was too complicated. So um, uh, this, the, 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 um, gotta be careful, I'm under NDA. The, the technology used by the NFL is provided by Verizon, uh, but Verizon is OEMing it from a vendor that I may or may not know. So connect those dots. So the technology has been deployed. The, the NFL has been using, I think they're going on season number two. So we're working with other sports leagues for something similar. Uh, the NHL, the NBA, they all have, you know, they'll cluster a bunch of Wi-Fi access points near the coach's table, near the bench, um, but then there's interference from the access points of the venue. This is on its own network, and the 5G access points have much broader range, so you don't need as many access points. One access point could cover a half a mile in some cases. Again, it depends on, you know, concrete and steel that, that might be in the way. So, so with one access point, we're pretty certain we can cover the whole parquet floor easily, uh, if not beyond, uh, uh, of an NBA, uh, state, an NBA facility. So they can do replay, do comms, et cetera. So it's pretty cool technology. So sometimes uh, we run into a problem where we're at a venue uh, and we're using public 5G or public cellular. And we got 80,000 fans all uploading to Instagram. And you know, in our world, we need the upload leg. I don't know if you guys know, cellular, when, when they, when Verizon tells you speeds, it's always the download speed. The upload speed sucks. That, that, that's always the, it's asymmetrical. That's the beauty of private 5G. It's symmetrical because we have control over it. So, so we're all trying to use the upload leg of the tower. Everyone is trying to push clips from the game to their Instagram account. We're all fighting for that bandwidth. So what we've done with some customers, we just put two even one private 5G SIM in our unit, and we get 5 megs, 10 megs, 20 megs out, no problem. And uh, look at the public cellular, maybe just as backup. But the 5G network virtually never fails. So, so that's, uh, we're really excited about that. So 
this, um, I, I, I tried to, to, to put together a clever drawing here. I'm trying to depict that you would use 5G in the venue or near the venue. You'd put these access points you know, in the venue. Maybe you want to do some tailgating. You put some access points outside the venue. But then the public cellular is usually away from the facility. But that's not always the case. You know, there, uh, many times there's uh, cellular repeaters in the venue for fans to upload to Instagram. But then we're fighting for that connectivity. The public, inter the public cellular networks, there's been talks of like offering um, <coughs> quality of service. Verizon, well, CBS Sports will give you a slice of the public 5G. There's been some experimentation. Yes, theoretically it can be done. This solves the problem. We put in a private 5G network. We connect that to the public internet. We bypass all that congestion caused by the fans. So here's a little bit about what we do, if you don't know. I mean, Vidovation, uh, I've been, kinda, you're not supposed to show your age, but I've been doing this close to 40 years. Jeez. Yeah, it's coming up, coming up around. Uh, you got a few more years to go, Eric. Um, um, I, I, I become a big fan of, you know, we, we did the first generation of in-net golf cam for the NHL, and I became, you know, the word fan is, is a derivative of fanatic, which is not necessarily a positive connotation there. I became a, a super fan of hockey because we did a lot of, you know, I became obsessed uh, uh, working at the Honda Center and, and Staples. Um, believe it or not, I've become a, a fan of watching I made fun of it earlier, watching bass fishing on TV. You know, there, there's rules. So uh, one time when I'm watching, um, the angler gets a fish in the boat, and his pole slipped, and the fish hit the, hit the deck of the boat. Five-minute penalty. So I don't know, fishing tournaments, it, it's timed. It'll be like four hours, and they weigh the number of fish you catch in those four hours. So a five-minute penalty could be pretty significant. You know, you could pull in a fish every 30 seconds if you're in a good spot, right? So now, penalty because the fish hit the deck, but I'm like, but there's a hook in its face. So we hurt the fish because we dropped it? Is that more traumatic? Than that? Again, that, that's semantics. So the angler is pissed, and these bass boats are pretty small. So you, you, you see kind of in the corner of the shot, you know, time out, five-minute penalty. And the angler's getting all in the ref's face, and the camera operator is backing up. And you can see, you know, he, the camera shook. He's like, look, where's this boat? He can't go back any further. So we're like, is there going to be fisticuffs? And the guy is bleepity-bleeping this. It, was, it made the whole show. It made the whole, the, the whole event. This, this one angler went off because he was penalized. So... There, there's color in, in, in bass fishing. But so, so, you know, somebody asked me early, you know, what, what does Vitovation primarily do? We're, we're a systems integrator. We're very consultive in what we do. We don't really charge for our consultation. Uh, systems integrated project management, support and warranty. And uh, we'd love to become obsessed with what you guys do. You know, if there's something we could help with, we'd love to do that. Um, does anybody have any? Do, do your brains hurt? Do, do you need more wine? Yes. This. Hello. So, um, 
question. If in yes. the simplest terms, if you have a 5G bonded cellular in your, you know, your cell phone or something, yes, and it's going back to a TV station, what is, what is the connection? Is there a, you know, an effect? What is the what is the receiver at the television station? You know, if somebody's using their phone out in the field. Yeah. So so. I mean, what uh, is the hardware? Yeah. Effect? Yeah. I could describe the hardware. So so. Um, a uh, high vision has a, they call it Mojo Pro. It's like uh, mobile journal, yeah. journalism pro, you know, uh, 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 yes, uh, taken yes. from news. So the mobile app, uh, I have a Verizon phone. So I could have an AT&T hotspot in my pocket hooked to the Wi-Fi of the phone. So I could bond my Verizon and AT&T Wi-Fi together and go back to the studio. So it goes to the cellular tower. Um, the cell towers are usually connected, some metro ethernet or sonnet connection, and then depending upon the carrier, they dump to the, the public internet at some strategic point on their network. So where that's dumped to the internet, that's what adds to the latency. So, so yeah, so it's going, you don't have a cellular receiver in it. No, you no, have, it's, no, it's no. It's going to, going to no. the internet, so. Yeah, yeah, actually that's a common question. Sometimes people want to use the system backwards. Um, so, you know, oh, uh, yeah, like, like uh, uh, you know, can I do cellular at the receiver? You need an anchor somewhere. So the receiver is usually either in the cloud or in your master control sitting behind a firewall with certain ports opened. We point the transmitter to a public IP that's associated with that receiver. So typically the easiest workflow is uh, the customer has one public IP per receiver. If they don't have an excess of IPs, we can do some port forwarding and trickery to make one IP go to dozens of receivers. But yes, you need to hit a public IP on the internet. And most broadcasters have a fiber or a solid internet connection. So it's, it, that, we would call that the last mile. The last mile is usually no problem from the internet to the facility, it's that first mile. The challenges from the tower. But I say the first mile, sometimes the congestion, not on the tower itself, it's the backhaul or the sonnet ring or somewhere else on Verizon's network that there could be congestion. And that's why we have multiple carriers, multiple modems. I should mention, we've been doing this for a couple of years now. We use what's called multi-carrier SIMs. So Year? my my Pixel phone has a capability of two SIM cards. Yes. So you could have T-Mobile and Verizon. It'll switch. And switch. It'll, it'll switch automatically based on with, signal with, strength. With a multi-carrier SIM, you don't need to have a second or a third SIM. The the, the single SIM can okay. go. So what happens when the unit boots up? We like to six is kind of the common denominator. So we like two modems to be Verizon as the primary, two AT&T and two T-Mobile. If Verizon should fail, then it fails over to AT&T, fails over to T-Mobile. Why do we pick something as a default? It just boots up a little quicker. So it, some, it boots up, tries Verizon, and usually all three networks are there in some capacity. But then as things fail, or as you're moving around, like the PGA moving, hey, on the 18th green, we notice now we're, all, we're on all AT&T. Well, who cares? The unit's working. And then we move over the ninth hole, Oh, it's a mixture of both. Oh, now it's all T-Mobile. In the old days, we would overnight sims to the PGA. Hey, 
Pebble Beach has no Verizon. Can you overnight 300 AT&T SIMs? So they were pulling out Verizon SIMs, putting them in. So because the SIM is agile now, they don't have to do that anymore. Questions? I think there was a question back there. Joe, what's your, uh, let me get you the mic here. Hold on a second. You got a big question here? Yeah, thanks. Um, I noticed you said that you had a strong relationship with AWS uh, yes. to haul back. And I did not see Zixi in your numerous protocols there, and that seems to be the up-and-coming, and I think it's their, their protocol. Any comment on that? Um, indirectly, Zixi, uh, AWS loves RIST, and they love SRT. Those are the two protocols. If um, the P most broadcasters have an account with uh, AWS Elemental, you, you remember the Elemental Group, AWS bought them out of Portland. Um, you remember the, the boxes used to be green, now they're orange when they glow. I, I used to joke that the green in the Elemental boxes was green for money because their boxes <laughs> were so expensive. I've, I've operated a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. So, so, a, so, so I think Amazon bought Elemental for the network that they built on the AWS cloud. And Elemental, when, when they were acquired by AWS, they're like, your egress fees are insane. No one's going to use this. So what do I mean by that? So AWS, it's meant for cloud computing. You can essentially push data to the cloud, AWS practically free. You want to bring anything out of the cloud? Ha-ha, we gotcha. So Elemental, if you use the, the Media Connect network, you, they, the rates are like 70 or 80% less of what AWS normally charges if you're a Media Connect member. But to, to, you're right. So, so Zixi is a proponent of RISC. So AWS supports Zixi indirectly. I don't think AWS will actually take a Zixi native stream. It would have to be a risk stream generated by Zixi. Um, and the, you know, I, I asked the uh, high vision guys, I mean, you know, RIST is growing in use. Um, you, you know, we all know SRT, it, it's a de facto standard, right? It's not a rat, it's not a, Standards Committee ratified standard. It's an NDI is the same way. It's a vendor created standard that's been open sourced. RIST is actually a, a SIMP, I believe it's SIMP ratified standard. So for those that didn't, you know, they, they each have their place. There's a lot of similarities between RIST and SRT. Um, so does that answer your question? I, I, I don't believe, I'm 99% I'm certain a native Zixi signal is not going to make it through okay, AWS. Right, it, it, right. Zixi would be in wrist mode to do you're that. You're not Zixi averse. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other questions? There's there's enough acronyms to go around. I think. Uh, yes. I yeah. Wrist. Uh, what is it? Reliable Internet something streaming transport something. Uh, SRT is uh, safe. Oh, I should know this. Jeez. Secure reliable transport. There you go. SST is safe streams transport. I was joking with Carlos earlier. So when when High Vision bought Avi West, they're like, "Oh, your protocol is called SST. We do SRT. 
it kind of rhymes. They go together. You know, we, we, can, we can work together. Yeah. Yeah. SST for the first mile, SRT for the long haul. Uh, Jim will be around, and I think, yeah. thank you very much. And uh, Thank you for having me. And uh, most interesting. Thank, thank you. you for dinner. Thank you.